to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your hosts, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to the Waste No Day podcast. I'm Nate. And I'm Brian. Thanks so much for joining us today. Today we are introducing a new subject, motivating and staying motivated. And for that, like we often do, we have a quote to start. I can't change the direction of the wind, but I can adjust my sails so I always reach my destination. Jimmy Dean, sausage Jimmy man. Dean. All right, all right. Uh, one more time for us. I, I always got to ask that. Got to hear the quote twice. All right. I can't change the direction of the wind, but I can adjust my sails so I always reach my destination. All right. So, can't change the direction of the wind, so you adjust your sails. And what sails? Excuse me. And what? Um, what a great start to our topic because staying motivated cannot be part of which way the wind is blowing because inevitably the wind, or in this case, adversity, life changes, something unexpected, will come at you in the wrong direction and it will be up to you to stay motivated, to keep moving so you get to your destination. Isn't that right? My, uh, my favorite pastor, uh, Matt Chandler, out of... Texas had a great saying once that just stuck with me. He said, happiness is fleeting. Any one of us at any moment can receive a text that sucks all the happiness right out of us. But joy, joy, <laughs> joy is not, right? Joy That's lasts the forever. There. Yep. there you go. It's, it's internal. It can't be external. And if it's internal by way of joy, by way of uh, worthwhile goals, by way of uh, knowing what you're here for, knowing what you're here to do, um, that will keep you on track. Self-motivation long after external sources will let you down. Right on. So we're going to have a guest on the second part of the podcast who's going to talk about his practical experience with both staying motivated personally and then transferring that to others. But as is tradition, we want to kind of chop up that subject first. And when we're thinking about staying motivated yourself, I, I think that can really be where a lot of people struggle. I mean, especially right now, it's it's been a rough year in 2020, uh, and even coming out of 2020. I mean, there's a lot of documented depression, a lot of documented uh, anxiety, and things like that, where people are just feeling the crunch. And and how does one continually stay motivated, waking up every morning and saying, "Yeah, today's the day. I'm going to go get it." I mean, it's, it's, it's just been brutal. And so if nothing else, we want this podcast to serve as a reminder and encouragement to you that it can be done. It can be done, and it has to be done. You, you don't have a choice. You stop paddling that boat, and uh, you'll just sit and wait for the next storm to take you. Right, and that's so much of what society, I think, trains us to do, is to be reactive as opposed to proactive in a way that you are literally waiting for the wind to carry you to your destination, whereas the proactive person is like, all right, strip the sails down, I'm breaking out the oars, and we're going to get there one way or another. And that's, that's critical. I mean, in staying motivated yourself, it first starts with the mentality that you are not going to allow hurdles in your way to make you stop the race. 
Absolutely. We get, we get, uh, people asking us, certain of us in this company, we'll be interviewing one of them here shortly, myself included, um, how in the world we're always so positive. And the answer is we're not. Um, I think the key is taking it back to a great scene from uh, Ben Affleck in Boiler Room, Act As If. A um, little, little sketchy on the language there, but I do recommend everybody give it a watch or a listen if you haven't seen it before. But he, he just walks in and he says, act as if. Act as if you're the owner of the company. Act as if you made a million dollars last year. Act as if uh, whatever you're, you're looking for, you already have. And those of us who, you know, may have an argument before we leave our home in the morning, um, but we get here with a smile and, you know, an outstretched hand or elbow in the corona season, um, always looking to cheer up the next guy, always looking to cheer up the people in front of us, uh, do that by acting as if, I mean, we, you, as soon as you get in your car or your truck on the way to the shop, you pretend that you hit the lottery last night. You pretend that whatever you're looking for, you already have it. You act as if. So act as if you just had some really good news. Forget about the bad news for now because it's not going to help you through your day, and it's certainly not going to help you if you're going to see some customers. Um, Part of the the reason they pay us is um, for positive interaction. It's not just to get some plumbing work done. Um, what we want to do, at least here, and I would say in most service uh, residential service companies, is give the client a put the client in a better mood than they were when you got there. I mean, that's how you're their hero. Obviously, we're going to take care of their HVAC or electrical or plumbing needs, but we also want to put on a show, so to speak, and and have them in a better mood when we leave than they were when we when we got there with whatever emergency hit them. And to do that, we have to be motivated. We have to already be there. For for Nate and I, we rarely leave the office. So we want to motivate, inspire, and leave a good mark on all the technicians as they're coming and going and all the office staff that does everything they do to keep us in business. Yeah, that concept of act as if, Brian, is really important. And that kind of comes back to you can, you can either – attitude your way into a behavior or you can behave your way into an attitude. And so sometimes it, it's one way one day and it's the it doesn't work that way the next day. And I mean, you know, everybody, it's easy to wake up and feeling in a good mood when that's the case. But waking up and behaving yourself into a good mood it takes a lot more discipline. Yeah, for sure. And it's not it's not just uh, acting as if you're in a good mood. It, it can be any number of things. Um, we all have some you know, crazy stuff dancing around in our head and um, mostly an attitude. I mean, that's the big one when you're talking about coming to work is you want to have, you want to act as if you're in a great mood, have a great attitude, are on track to hit all your goals, um, which obviously has to start with having goals. But act as if, you know, you don't have a bunch of negativity in your past or, you know, um, my brother and I growing up without a dad, um, the guy lived in the, in the same city as us and had another family and we saw him one time our entire lives, but we, we determined pretty young in, in, you know, a not great neighborhood in Detroit that we were not going to be victims of anything. And we had, we're twins and we had had conversations like that 
man, since as long as I can remember, I mean, I'd have to ask him if he can remember, but I, I guarantee it was 10, 11, 12, something like that, where we just looked around at the circumstances surrounding us and said, this, this is not for us. This, we don't, we don't want to be here for very much longer. And, you know, we did some boneheaded stuff and we were rebellious teens and screwed off in our early 20s, but always kind of knowing where we were heading and that we were destined for bigger things because we told ourselves that. And we usually acted as if we were destined for greatness, even though, you know, who knows? We, we, uh, neither of us graduated from high school. Neither of us went to college. Um, we both got our GEDs in our thirties and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing, managing a couple businesses fairly well. Um, giving a lot of young guys opportunity to follow the path that I went down. My brother, Kevin owns a up and coming, but already successful plumbing company in, in, uh, Michigan in the suburbs. He's got my, my cousin Ryan and my cousin John working for him. And, uh, so far so good, all, all based on act as if, and we've been saying that at least since that movie boiler room came out, um, when we would get down and just feel like we're not getting anywhere. Well, pretend you are getting somewhere, pretend that you're already successful and let's see where it goes. Yeah. And that kind of reminds me of that, uh, that old saying, don't dress for the job that you have dress for the job that you want. Yeah. I mean, that can kind of apply to more than just the clothes on your back, right? Don't, don't act and motivate and lead for the job that you have act and motivate and lead for the job that you want. I mean, if, if you're looking to move up in your company, <clears throat> being a motivator and staying motivated yourself is a, is a huge, uh, gold star in that conversation, in my opinion, that like, okay, this guy, he wants something. And not only does he want something, he wants other people to win with him. I mean, that's critical. That's critical. Uh, I love my, my mentor, Lance Fernandez, always, always had that quote by Zig Ziglar written everywhere you would go in that office out in Las Vegas. It was, um, uh, you can have everything you want in life if you just help enough people get what they want. All right. That's so good. So I want to get really practical here for a moment because I think when people hear stuff about, you know, oh, motivation and all that, if you're already fairly motivated or positive, you're like, yeah, man, this is this is great. This is exactly what I needed to hear. Thanks so much. But if you tend to be a little bit more on the negative side or you have a, a pessimistic bone in you or something like that, you know, hearing that motivational speech, you kind of roll your eyes and say, yeah, all right, whatever, buddy. And, and I guess I want this podcast to serve as kind of a beacon of hope that it is possible to overcome that. And I also kind of want to talk about the practical ways of doing that. So I, I think it first starts with just examining your own thoughts and mental state. I mean, if if you are waking up every day or you're in the middle of your day and you're just like, ugh, just nothing, nothing but negative going on in your head. You got to stop yourself and ask the question, why is that the case? I mean, what is driving those thoughts or that feeling in the morning or whatever it is? What's really behind that? Because if you just kind of live your life and you just, <clears throat> uh, you know, say that, oh, this is just who I am. This is just how I think. You're, you're missing it. You're missing the fact that there could be something there that you're not aware of. And that's really a, a dangerous place to be. I mean, if you just go on walking the walking the trail with a pebble in the shoe and you never take time to take the shoe off and remove the pebble, you just end up with a really beat up, blistered foot. And at the end of the hike, you're like, well, that was terrible. 
Yeah, you're not you're not even going to make the end of the hike. You're, you're going to need a ride back. But right. it's a it's a um, an absolute self examination. Um, but it is very hard to do. Most people and I and I lean toward negativity and pessimism. Um, I, I always use the analogy of like my own backyard, where if I'm just left to my own devices, if I don't read or listen to or watch motivational stuff, if I don't write down goals and actively talk about them. Um, I'm, I'm like my backyard. I, I will have very little grass in that backyard if I just close the back door and don't walk out there all spring, summer, or fall. I have to go back there and put some weed and feed down. I've got to pull the crab grass out and sprinkle some grass seed in. I've got to, you know, make sure it gets enough water by rain or by watering it. <clears throat> um, and actively remove weeds and plant grass seed. I've got to aerate that lawn and overseed it in the fall. Uh, if I don't, then it's all dandelions and crabgrass. And the same is my mind. My mind is absolutely, uh, it absolutely leans toward negativity and pessimism. I'm, I'm, I, I deal a lot in fear. I deal a lot in negativity. And if I'm not actively removing it and putting in positive stuff, that's where I'm going to end up. And I know the trades are full of guys like me that, that lean that way. And if you find yourself complaining a lot, if you find yourself realizing more times than not during your day that you're in a crappy situation, uh, you, you don't like this client, you don't like your apprentice, or you're an apprentice and don't like the guy you're riding with, if, if all day long all you see is the things wrong, you're in, you're in that mind state. You're in a negative mind state. And the best way to get out is in, in the short term is to watch, read, or listen to something motivational. But from there, you, you really have to take the reins and say, I'm just not doing this anymore. Yeah, I mean, it really comes down to just saying, okay, here and no farther, right? I mean, I, I guess the honest question is, guys, do you want to be negative? Because that, that state does exist where you just wake up feeling negative and you just enjoy being negative. Like, it's like that old country song, I just want to be mad for a while, right? I mean, that's, that is an actual state that people live in. And if you're not careful, you know, I, I guess it's okay to do that for a day or something like that. But if you're not careful, that mentality will take over you and you will atrophy into just being upset, angry, negative, pessimistic, complaining, whatever it is, all day, every day. And that will become who you are. You can unfortunately devolve yourself into that state of mind and that will that will kill you i mean in many ways it will career it will kill your career opportunities for sure yeah we we just recently lost a guy out of uh, our our local mr sparky here who had all the potential in the world everybody knew it uh it was talked about at, at the highest to the lowest levels of of this business that this guy is uh a, a whiz of an electrician decent communicator fun guy to be around but man was he prone toward negativity and and finding everything wrong with the day and it just got to be too much it was it became time to part ways and he's himself often said this is the greatest career he's he didn't even know like this career was possible in electrical until he got here but it just became everything was a reason to complain and it and it never stopped despite all the conversations about it he just he wasn't willing to internalize the fact that most of the problems were being created by him. And we're all capable of that 
and some of us far more than others. But there can be an awakening, a moment when you realize that you have a negative bent and you say, I'm not going to do this anymore. And turn that sail, as Jimmy Dean said, and figure out how to get to your destination. Um, But internalizing the negativity and saying, this is coming from me. I need to pull these weeds out, put some grass seed in, is really the only way to do it sustainably over a long period of time. I think a big piece of that, Brian, is, is back to your grass analogy, right? So if if you plant fresh grass and yet you allow crab grass and all that stuff to exist around it, it will get infected. And so a big part of staying motivated yourself is checking who, not only what you're listening to, but who you are hanging out with. If you have negative people that are you know, the closest people in your lives or are the closest people that you are hanging out with or listening to, don't be surprised if you kind of come down to their level I mean, that's, that's a big portion of it. And I'm not saying, you know, you need to walk away from your family or anything like that, but I am saying find as many positive people as you can and hang out with them all the time because they will tend to pull you up. Yep, and that's uh, kind of Nate here for me is, is one of those people for me. Uh, the guys we surround ourselves with on the management team, there's, there's two owners and three managers, and we all keep each other positive and accountable. Um, at the home level, if I have, you know, my friends, my, my circle of friends. If one guy is extremely negative and always pessimistic, he's, he's probably going to get cut out at this point in my life. I know that um, it is not worth it for what it does to my mindset to have somebody like that close to me. Uh, Joe Rogan has a great, like, I don't know, four-minute uh, YouTube video where he talks about the I can't catch a break guy and how – important it is to keep them away from you and how important it is not to be that guy. I always think of like the best way to probably determine this is, is how do you think people look at their phone when you call them? Oh, that, that cuts close right there. (laughs) Yeah. So if you're, if my phone rings and, and you know, Brennan, who we're going to interview here next, if I see his name on that screen, I'm, I'm excited. I'm not neutral. I don't go, eh, it's Brennan. Maybe I'll answer. Maybe I won't. I'm like, sweet. And this guy's going to like, he's going to crack me up or he's going to motivate me or he's going to thank me for something. And I answer that phone pretty fast. Um, there are other guys who have worked here, not necessarily very many anymore. Um, when the, when my phone would ring, man, I'd, I'd have to think, ugh, I really want to send this thing to voicemail. Um, and I think our our main job in life has to be to become somebody that when your name comes across that screen, people want to answer that phone. If I call my, my bosses here, Scott Rohrer or Matt Buckwalter, um, I know, I know my, my name is coming up on their screen and it, you know, it says Brian Burton. And I think about as often as I can, what's going through their head when that name comes through and not just them, but, but all the technicians who work for me, the plumbers, the HVAC techs, the electricians, when they see my name on that screen, how they feel about that is determined by our, our last conversation. So how did I start that conversation? How did I end that conversation? I, and I started with, with probably a little over-the-top greeting of like, yo, what's going on, buddy? Um, and a compliment maybe or just ask them how their day is, how the family is, anything they need from me. Um, try, really try hard, although, you know, we get busy and it's hard to think of that stuff sometimes, but to be somebody that 
inspires and motivates a little bit, even with a quick greeting conversation, uh, as opposed to somebody who's like, yo, how, how you doing? Pretty good. How you doing? I don't even ask, man. Just another one of those. No, don't, don't do that. Just yeah, don't if, do that. If you call somebody and you hear a sigh when they pick up, you might be a negative person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but just, just remember for your own sake that, I mean, now with these smartphones, it's not a, not a phone number coming up anymore. It's your first and last name coming up. And how do you want to be, how do you want to be looked at when your name comes across that screen? That's, that's your best, your best way to know whether you're a negative or a positive person, whether you're a, you're a guy who's given people, um, you know, people food and, and who are hungry for motivation or whether you're taking food from them when they're hungry for motivation. And I think we should all strive to be somebody who makes people excited to see their name on that phone. So another, another portion of staying motivated or, or being motivational yourself is kind of that whole concept of like accomplishment, right? I mean, people who are motivated are motivated towards something. You're generally not just generically motivated. You are motivated to do something, to get something done, to win, to succeed, to accomplish, to break uh, records, whatever it is. That's part of motivation. And so I think I want to talk about that with our guest um, on the, on the second part of this podcast, which is setting goals. And that's that's a big part of motivation as well, right? Because you, you don't just want to be like uh, motivation for the sake of motivation, like because that will burn out real quick. You want to be setting something in front of you. Absolutely. And a, a big way to do that, as, as we talk about in, in our training sometimes, I'll say um, – just just picture the last 10 movies you watched. So out of 10 movies, what percentage of them was improvised? 100% improvised. There was no script. Oh, uh, you got me on that one. I have no no idea. I'm guessing zero because <laughs> that's definitely the answer for me. And I can't think of any movies I know of where they improvised two hours worth of movie. I can't even imagine a production studio putting money on that. Any movie has a script. And they have that script before they have a director, before they have a single actor picked out, before they have a location set. They have a script. Here's how the movie's going to start. Here's how the movie's going to end. And we can work out those other details later. And our lives, certainly our careers, need to be treated much more like a movie. Um, and as as Joe Rogan also said, you you want to be the hero in your movie. Remember that part. You certainly don't want to be the villain in your movie. And if you were to take take a piece of paper and write out the script, here's what my career is going to look like, and here's the timeline, well, you've now got the movie script. You now have the main actor because you know you're going to be the hero, and you got to start filling in the details. And those details might be, for the younger guys listening, uh, it might be a spouse. you got to figure out your um, supporting actor, and it might be the people you're going to surround yourself, who, who are going to be the actors that play your buddies, that play your coworkers, that who's going to be your boss, who are you going to answer to? Um, but always have that, here's where I'm at now, and here's where, where I want to end up at the end of shooting here, so that the details are so much easier to fill in, and you are very motivated. You will walk around extremely motivated if you know where you're going to be 
at the end of this week, the end of this month, the end of this year, the end of 10 years. Now the wind will blow and storms will come, but you'll be able to turn that sail the way you need it to go because you know where you're going. Yeah, that's so good, Brian. And, and all right, and we've kind of given you you guys who may feel more negative or just need a little uh, a little push um, behind you here, some advice and some good counsel. I mean, if you want to become a motivated person yourself, set some goals, um, you know, become aware of the negativity in your life, whether it's your own thought patterns or people you're surrounding yourself with, get rid of that stuff, call it for what it is, find motivational people and motivational resources to listen to, to drive you forward. That's all really good stuff. And if that's you, you got your homework in front of you, that's not going to be an easy journey. Nobody here is saying it will be, but it's something that you have to start. But for those of you out there who already feel like you have a decent handle on being motivated and being positive and upbeat, we want to encourage you to spread that to others because that's really where the the concept of of uh, mentoring and <clears throat> you know um, fulfillment can really be found when you take the things that you've learned, the goals that you've set, the accomplishments that you've made, the, the learning that you've gained, and you pass it on to the next person, the next generation, uh, whether it's, it's below you or even beside you or even above you. I mean, you can motivate and help motivate others in all walks of life, whether they're older, younger, or the same age as you. And imagine how much motivation you're going to get back when you've become that person for two, three years. And you have people coming to thank you, saying you you did something huge for them. You you changed their life. You're you help them get on the right trajectory. That that kind of thing pays dividends and rewards like most people can't believe. Way more so than bonus checks or anything like that. Um, to have people tag you on Facebook to tell you they that you you help them here or there or something like that. See you at the grocery store with your family and. Just tell your spouse that, that they have to thank you. They have to thank her. Um, <clears throat> it's really, uh, it, it puts you on a higher plane than even somebody who makes a great income because these are things that are going to be remembered when you're long gone. Yeah, I think gratitude is really an incredible tool to help others be motivated. If you yourself uh, are a thankful person, you will pull that out of others in a positive way you will help them to be thankful, grateful people. And that is a really easy and practical way to start not only changing your, your own perspective, but changing that of others around you, thanking them all the time. Oh, man, thanks. Great job on that. Thanks so much for helping me out. Really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for covering my own call. Thanks for uh, calling that customer for me. Thanks for pulling my parts together in the bin. Become a thankful person, and others will see that. They will appreciate who you are and what you're doing, and they will help you stay motivated while you're helping them. I mean, like that Zig Ziglar quote that Brian had earlier, that's really important. And that type of mentality can absolutely be learned and behaved your way into. Become a grateful, thankful person, and it will help others also become grateful, thankful people. And that will continue to breed on and on and on. And that's so good. Plus, it is the it is a, a key defense against jealousy. I mean, there's a fine line between motivation and, and jealousy and like that type of unhealthy competition. And that's not at all what we're talking about. But if you are motivated and you help others to be motivated and everything is wrapped up in gratitude, jealousy generally will not become part of the problem. That's right, Nate. <clears throat> it can't become part of the problem because you're, you're 
externalizing success and you're looking for it in other people, not just yourself. So our, our teams here are loaded with guys who are competing with one another. I mean, it's, it's part of what we hire on. But we rarely see somebody upset that another person beat them or made it because when you're happy, when you're, when you're part of a good team and you're happy to see somebody else get it, it doesn't matter that you got a little bit less, especially when you got it too. I mean, everybody's winning here. So if one person, I mean, last month in plumbing, we had a guy be the number one producing tech for the first time. It's, he's been here for, what has he been in truck for? for maybe three or four but it was his first month where he outperformed the rest of the technicians and we have our plumbing um, group text and there was no animosity there was no negativity nobody took a shot everybody just threw the memes and the gifts in there with you know the applause and great job Matthew and um, and it was just awesome to see not only because he's my wife's little brother um, and you know we trained him to be a plumber here but because the way the guys react, and it has nothing to do with him being the boss's brother. This is how they react to somebody getting top of the leaderboard for the first time, and and it's really awesome to see. All right, Brian. So I'm a fairly uh, motivated person myself. Um, I'm hearing what you're saying here. Let's, Let's talk positively to others. Let's thank them for who they are and what they're doing. Let's be thankful ourselves. I mean, what's another one or two steps that I can practically put into play if I'm looking to be a motivator to others and I'm looking to kind of push them forward and carry them through? Well, you, again, you have to start with being motivated. You have to start with an agreement and understanding with yourself that no matter what your morning looked like when you get to the shop, nobody's going to know it. Everybody's going to think you won the lottery on the way in here or, um, you know, the best thing happened. Your your kid made the honor roll. Um, and when you walk in, all, all you're doing is greeting. All you're doing is motivating. All you're doing is being helpful and beneficial to the team. And if you have problems and you have, you know, gripes, and you will, because there's no perfect day and there's no perfect company, there's no perfect customer, there's no perfect uh, co-worker. When you do have those roadblocks, you, you just hop right over them or run around them and act as if this is the greatest day ever. Uh, nobody benefits by hearing you complain. Now, if you if you have something that needs to be addressed, obviously see your supervisor. Uh, don't take it to your coworkers. Don't, don't take your um, whatever you have to complain about to the other technician in a truck and just tell them you need to vent a little bit. Don't mess his day up. Just stay positive. Mess up your supervisor's day and let your coworker be in a good mood. And once you have that kind of thing mastered, uh, the next step is really, honestly, finding somebody who is negative and, and getting your pen and paper out and saying, how can I help him? How can I help her? How can we make this, the transition that I made, how can I help this person make that same transition? And just start with one person. And if you're, if you're doing these things, you don't really have to look for somebody. Everybody's going to be brought up by your attitude. Yeah, and that's some next level stuff there. I mean, if you're willing to and you feel like you'd like to bless somebody else, taking a negative person or a, even kind of a neutral slash negative person under your wing and saying, I'm going to mentor this person 
uh, you know, not only in the trades, but in, in just their, their thought process and who they are and encourage them. I mean, that's really incredible. And when you find somebody like that, or you are somebody like that, I mean, we just want to give you a shout out. That's, that's really great stuff. And a big part of what we want to see in our own culture is uh, not being the only people who are positive, but replicating that so that it continues to grow through the organization. I want to kind of wrap this up here on the subject matter. Um, Brian, earlier you'd mentioned Matthew and his incredible month uh, not too long ago. Um, and that's, uh, that's kind of a really good way to also help motivate people is celebrate the wins. And it doesn't have to be necessarily the best month ever that they've had or the first time they were number one, whatever it is. Celebrate the small wins with people. You know, a difficult customer situation that they resolved or um, e- even personal stuff like, hey, man, I know you had a, a killer weekend there. You put in a lot of hours. Thanks so much for that. We really appreciate it. Great job. You did incredible. Wow, look at the revenue you did, whatever it is. Celebrate the small wins because that means a lot to people. Uh, obviously, the big ones, we all want to celebrate those and we all want to you know, say amazing job and stuff like that. And that's really easy. But what gets lost in the minutia, what gets lost in the day-to-day stuff is those small wins. And sometimes that can really affect people in a way that they feel like they're not being seen anymore. Um, you know, they feel like they're winning, but nobody is, it, it's not the big flashy stuff. So nobody's necessarily saying anything that can be a critical way of keeping guys motivated, looking for the small wins, hearing the things that we need to celebrate and bringing that up constantly. Absolutely. Nate, that's uh, that goes for us as managers, as well as uh, your, your apprentice, as well as a part runner, the warehouse manager, everybody really, really, really needs to hear, have a great day. Great to see you. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, really good stuff. Hey, that's going to wrap us up for today. So we really enjoy discussing this concept of staying motivated and being motivated yourself. Uh, we're going to continue the discussion with our special guest on the second part of this podcast. His name is Brendan McAmer, and he is a field supervisor and service plumber with Benjamin Franklin Plumbing in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So we'll enjoy that discussion as well. Uh, but for you right now, uh, if you are liking this conversation and you want to hear it on a more one-on-one level, we are hiring and we are constantly looking for people who not only want to be motivated, but want to be driven to be motivated and also surround themselves with other people of like mind. So we are constantly looking for people like that. We understand you. We want to help you through that journey as well. And we also want to encourage you to not settle. Remember, this podcast is called Waste No Day for a reason. Part of that is waking up, being motivated, listening to this podcast, listening to other great podcasts and resources out there that will continue to drive you forward. So always remember that you have the opportunity to not spend your days wishing for more and that you can be the one that chooses to waste no day. podcast is a production of the South Central Pennsylvania branch of One Hour Heating and Air Conditioning, Benjamin Franklin Plumbing, and Mr. Sparky Electric.